Welcome to Bell Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole! This is an embarrassment, a disgrace! What? What's the matter, kid? You got wax in your ears? Don't do it! You got Tammy and Pond! <laughs> And welcome to Phil Interrupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want while dealing with the constant antics of Smash. We can review movies, video games, and who knows what else. Shows can be... Sp- oh, wait. What can they be? They can be spooky. They can be creepy. They could be oddly informative. Or they could be downright... Stupid. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Well, I got two things right off the bat for you guys. First things first... Today's topic is going to be bizarre deaths. And number two, I'm very excited because we have a great guest on the show today. We've been trying to put this together for a long time, and uh, I I think we finally got it. We had some technical difficulties. So this guy that's going to be on the show, you're going to hear him in just a second. He is the host of Off the Table. I have to say it like that for all of them. He's a podcaster himself. He's a he should be an IT guy because he's helped me figure out a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Good friend of the show. He hails from the great state of Vermont. Paulie V, welcome to the show. Phil. <laughs> Hello, oh, everybody. No. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh God, hold on. You made me mess up my headphones immediately. <laughs> is, is Smash in your studio tonight? <laughs> no, he's not here. I locked him out. Okay, cool. No, I'm definitely not letting him in here. Wow, that really messed up my headphones. Sorry, bro. You cracked me up. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Tell everybody a little bit about uh, Off the Table. Um, Off the Table is my show that I actually started because of uh, Phil and um, his former partner in crime, Derek Batacek, with the Breaking Batacek podcast. And um, it's kind of about anything, whatever I feel like talking about. I'm not really a topical show. I just kind of ramble about stuff with my life. And, um, I have some friends on here and there and, uh, we talk about things and, you know, topics do come up on show, but nothing's really set in stone as to what we're going to do. So it's kind of, uh, the Seinfeld of podcasts. It's a show about nothing really, which is, you know, that's kind of a common theme with podcasts, it seems, but mine is, you can just lump it in with all those others. (laughs) So it's very free format. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'll do like um, like you've done the movie watching shows as your listeners, yeah, yeah, um, know already, and, and you know I've listened to those, and I was like, that was this seems like a fun thing, so I actually did one of those myself, um, and I'm looking forward to doing another one. I think I'll keep those spaced out. Uh, it's definitely not my normal style, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely fun to do every once in a while. So you know, it could be anything. It could maybe some something will bother me in my day, and or you know maybe something that's in the news that really strikes a chord with me will prompt me to get on the microphone and talk about it so it's it just could be anything and it's it it, everything's just random if i don't have anything to talk about i won't turn on the microphone gotcha yeah i love it it's in my rotation um i I always check it out it's good stuff for sure so everybody get out there and check out off the table that was thank you sir we did an immediate plug right off the bat yeah i I mean it's like i didn't even have to wait to the end of the show so technically i could just walk out right now oh wait you still have to post it (laughs) (laughs) all right so today's topic is bizarre death. We've got all sorts of great stuff here. I've got a, I picked out a bunch of ones. Found these online. Not gonna lie. I mean, where else would I find them? 
And there are just these super weird ways that people have croaked, kicked the bucket. And I just want to say right off the bat, before we get into these, I don't necessarily mean disrespect to any of these people. I mean, these were human beings who lost their lives, and all of these were tragedies in their own ways. Very unfortunate. I'm sorry this happened to these people, but goddamn, some of these are so ridiculous that we have to talk about them. It's almost like, you know, if something's too stupid, they almost deserve it. But still, like, you can't. You can't think like that. Right, right. Like, I had to put a disclaimer here in the beginning, just so I don't seem like a total <laughs> dick when I'm, like, reading these people the end of their lives. And I'm like, can you believe that? What an idiot. <laughs> All right, so you ready? You want to get it? You want to jump into yeah. this? I'm ready to go. All right, cool. The first one, his name is Kenneth Pinyang. Ever heard of this guy, Kenneth Pinyang? I'm probably mispronouncing that, of course. No, that, that last name actually sounds familiar, but go ahead. All right. In 2005, there was an incident in which Kenneth Pinyang, a Boeing engineer residing in Washington, died from a perforated colon after being filmed by a James Michael Taint while receiving <sighs> anal sex from a stallion at a farm. Pinyang distributed the zoophilic, zoophilic pornograph of himself receiving anal sex from a stallion under the alias of Mr. Hands. <laughs> it makes me think of Mr. Ed. I um, it's, it's like uh, Mr. Hat or uh, what's the dominatrix guy on South Park? Um, oh, anyway, Mr. Oh, Slave. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, you know, I'm already going off topic. One time, I was in an adult shop, and uh, and I was in there, and I was with a girl, and they had a Mr. Ed dildo, <laughs> which this guy died from getting anal sex from an uh, actual horse. So it kind of reminds me of Mr. Ed. I wonder if that's why I named it Mr. Hands. Who knows? Was the Mr. Ed dildo uh, like shaped like a horse cock or was it? Um, yes. Or was it just standard? Oh, okay. Okay. It that's, was that's like kind of crazy. It was like two feet long. I think it was incredible. Considering the fact that bestiality is illegal, it seems kind of odd that that would be something that would fly as being able to be sold at a sex shop even. yeah exactly right that's <laughs> yeah, why i was like yeah. mr ed i was like what the and, it, <laughs> and, it, and believe it or not it came in white and black okay well that's a standard that's a standard thing came um, in two colors colors you so know, people don't usually go for the red ones <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god <laughs> So this story was uh, reported in the Seattle Times, and it was one of the paper's most read stories of 2005. Uh, this guy's death rapidly prompted the passing of a bill in Washington prohibiting both sex with animals and the videotaping of such an act. Under the current Washington law, bestiality is now a Class C felony punishable by up to five years in prison. I'll bet you wouldn't find a horse-shaped uh, horse penis-shaped dildo in Washington anywhere at this point in time. I would hope not. I can't believe this guy died from this. The, well, well, I can believe I mean, that yes, he died I from too. it. It's, it's um, got penetrated by... But the fact that he would actually agree to do it is kind of crazy. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just... I, have you ever seen... Like, I've seen a horse urinate. Have you ever seen a horse urinate? And that's just not urination. That that's not even excitement. It's like... Well, I live out in the country. Oh, that's a little disclaimer right there. Folks, I live out in the middle of nowhere and I see horses and cows all day long and driving by the side, driving on the side of the road, I see things. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, it's huge. Like I wouldn't even like, even what's the technical term flaccid. Um, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine anybody would even want to try. Tore apart his colon. He, he must have bled to of death, course. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, so it's, I mean, you're talking the size, like what, like bigger around than a, a person's forearm and like yes. all the way from you <laughs> yes. know, your shoulder down to your fist. It's crazy. Yeah, apparently they had a whole bunch of different videos. This is when their first their first rodeo. Oh, so to speak. Oh, no, rim shot. <laughs> All right, so our next one. You ready for this one? Yes. This one is Governor Morris. Governor Morris was an American statesman, a founding father of the United States, and a signer to the Articles of the Confederation and the United States Constitution. He wrote the preamble to the United States Constitution and has been called the penman of the Constitution. This sounds like a very important man. Yeah. Morris died on November 6th, 1816, after causing himself internal injuries by using a piece of whalebone as a catheter in an attempt to clear a blockage in his urinary tract from what he believed was an infection. That was probably a kidney stone, man. <laughs> And I'll bet back then they couldn't detect that kind of stuff. And he was probably passing a stone. And I mean, I've, if you've if you've known anybody that's passed a stone, and I haven't, but I've heard I I know people that have known people that have passed stones. And uh, apparently, it's the equivalent of giving childbirth uh, for a man. Although many women will dispute that, um, and I think till the end of time when women will dispute that. So until I ever get one, I don't want to know how it feels like. I, did, I hear I hear it's nasty. And I'll bet you any money that that guy had a stone and he was trying to dig it out. I think that's a good bet. And you know what? I have heard for sure that it is absolutely excruciatingly painful to pass. I never have either. Thank God. Oh, God, no. And you know what? I hear what like causes them. I immediately take a mental note and try to make changes in my lifestyle. <laughs> you know, my wife has actually had kidney stones a few times, which is it's far more common in men, I believe, than women. I think. Yes. But yeah, she's had it. You're right. She's had it a few times, and she can attest that it is worse than giving birth. Yeah, and you know the urethra and all that stuff between men and women is roughly the same size. I mean, I know a lot the the misconception that you know, oh, it's so must be so easy to just go to the bathroom for a woman. You just sit down and it all falls out. That is not the case. Um, <laughs> it, it's very similar to a man. So, <laughs> God, it must be so painful, like so painful that you're like all right I, like i'll do heroin morphine give me anything to make this oh, pain yeah. like it makes you go out of your mind yeah this guy took a bone a whale bone oh, a whale bone yeah. who has a whale bone <laughs> laying around in 1816 well they you know people whaled back then and um you know they used the the parts and stuff and you know it's, it's, you couldn't just go down to you know ace the friendly hardware place and grab a tool you had to you had to make things out of things so you know you got a dead whale kicking around let's make some Make some tools. Yeah, I can't believe this guy was so important to the Constitution. <laughs> it's great. And, you know, his name is Governor Morris. And I was like, is that where governors came from? Like, was that <laughs> is that the name they took it from? I don't understand. It's spelled all different, but. So he died by trying to dig into his own. Yeah, he caused internal injuries. So like, probably internal bleeding. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Terrible way to go, Governor. Terrible. Yeah, what a way to go. Imagine the person that found him. It was you the, know? I know. He got like a bone hanging out of his bone. Oh, so gross. <laughs> like, what happened to this guy? Did it to himself. He was the, actually he was the governor from uh, The Walking Dead. So yes. Terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. All right. Next one. The next one is Gary Hoy. Gary Hoy was a respected corporate and securities law specialist in Toronto. While giving a tour of the Toronto Dominion Center to a group of students... 
Hoy attempted to demonstrate the strength of a glass window by slamming himself into the window. He had apparently performed this stunt many times in the past, having previously bounced harmlessly off the glass. However, in this instance, the force of Hoy slamming into the window forced the window from its frame, causing the intact window and Hoy to fall from the building. The event occurred in a small conference room adjacent to a boardroom where a reception was being held for new students. The firm's spokesman mentioned that the glass, in fact, did not break, but popped out of its frame, leading to Hoy's fateful plunge down 24 stories. Well, I mean, do you know the expression like, um, you know, let's say we I have a jar of pickles, right? And I can't I can't open the jar of pickles and I hand it to somebody and then they try, but they can't do it. And then I do it. And then they're like, well, I loosened it up for you. The guy loosened up the glass for himself. So he's performed this stunt or trick many times on this same pane of glass and eventually it just gave it just gave way yeah that's, that's actually a really good it. way of looking at that i mean he keep, he's done it all the time like eventually the things like i mean i'm sure that's not designed to withstand you know hundreds of that kind of thing happening it's it's meant to take it a couple times i'm sure but you know who knows i did read something else that said like the guy i guess who worked at the building was like it was not designed for like a 170 pound guy to be running and slamming himself into it's just not <laughs> multiple multiple times <laughs> it's just not the way we built it <laughs> yeah it's 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 not sitting in the test the test factory and there's like some guy running it well i did it about 200 times and it hasn't done it yet so we're good <laughs> which is kind of shocking because i've lived in different apartment buildings that have glass windows like in them, like whole glass, like almost like your walls, entire like glass window. Yeah, you, you can't open it or anything. No, not at all. And I've definitely right. leaned on them and like, like not too, too much, but I've definitely pressed my face up against them and stuff. What if the window popped out? I've done that in hotels that are like, you know, I'm up 60, 60 stories yeah. and I'm just like standing in the big, huge window because it's like big enough where you can stand up and like naked, like nobody can see me. <laughs> Secret <laughs> totally done that before. here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> if you were in Montreal in 1995 and you were looking up at the uh, Hilton um, at 60th floor, you might have seen me. What if a Mount, what if a Mountie saw you? It, uh, up in the window? Yeah. Oh, he'd, he'd need some binoculars, maybe a telescope. <laughs> you know, my my only experience with the Mountie is from WWE. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't know anything wrestling film beyond 1988. No, but I think that's back. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was after 1988. He fought. Yeah. He fought the big boss man. I'm pulling a Derek Batacek on you. I'm sorry. I know. The show has gone to wrestling, and Derek's not even on it. <laughs> but the Mountie, come on, he used the stick, and he would electrocute people. It was great. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, like I, I know that wrestling still goes on after I stopped watching it. You know, yeah. but I just don't know anything. I don't, I don't see. I haven't had cable in like two years, three years, four, no, maybe seven years. Good for so, you. So, like, I don't, I don't even see commercials on anything, and I don't see anything on the internet. Now, this next one is pretty lengthy, so bear with me on this, but. And uh, I believe it's German, I think. So I can't say these names. So after I say them the first time in Butcherum, I'm just going to then refer to them as uh, the cannibal and the victim. <laughs> the best way to say German names is to say them loud. And you aggressive. Gotta, like, angri angrily, yeah, aggressively and loud. <laughs> I mean, please don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're not German. I'm not even sure. This. The, all right, so his name is Armin Maywez. Okay. I don't know if that sounds German to you. So, 
I will refer to them by their uh, pseudonyms I gave them. Looking for a willing volunteer, the cannibal <laughs> posted on an advertisement on the website The Cannibal Cafe, a defunct forum for people with a cannibalism fetish. The cannibal guy posted uh, stating that he was looking for a well-built 18 to 30-year-old to be slaughtered and then consumed. A man by the name of Burned Jurgen Armando Brandes, who I'll now refer to as the victim, he was an engineer from Berlin. He answered the advertisement in March 2001. Many other people responded to the advertisement, but backed out. It, is that is that like when you like when you go to get your license and they ask you if you want to be an organ donor? Is that like uh, the organ don't the the suicidal person's version of being an organ donor? Is like I'm going to commit suicide anyway, so I'm just going to get onto one of these cannibals want to eat people, and they're looking for people that want to be eaten, and I'll just go that way so they can not waste their body and donate it to a cause. I guess. I really wonder what people's motivation <laughs> is for something like that, right? You know, I would love to be killed and eaten. That would be a great experience, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have many more after that, dude. Like, I'm already <laughs> killing myself. I might as well try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be an organ donor. So this guy didn't attempt to force anybody to do anything against their will. It was completely voluntary. And the, yeah, he's putting the, that out there. The two of them made a videotape when they met in March 2001, and... Uh, this is ridiculous. The main part of the video showcases them uh, amputating the man's penis and the two of them attempting to eat it together. Before doing so, uh, the man who died, the victim, swallowed 20 sleeping pills, a bottle of cough syrup, and likely the uh, caused the effect of slow breathing and extreme tiredness. Duh. Uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> this guy in initially I know right this guy initially insisted that the cannibal guy attempt to bite his penis off but that did not work and ultimately they used a knife to remove the appendage now apparently the uh, the victim tried to eat some of his own penis raw but could not because it was too tough and as he put it chewy so the cannibal guy fried up the penis in a pan with salt pepper wine and garlic and then they uh, fried it with some of the man's fat, but by then it was too burnt to be consumed. So they chopped the penis up into chunks and they fed it to the dog. <laughs> like, it's, you know, well, you know, dogs, when they get human food, it's either peanut butter, on a penis, or just penis. <laughs> <laughs> on a penis. Poor or dogs. According to court officials who saw the video, which has not been made public... The victim appeared to have been too weakened from blood loss to eat any of his penis. Now, there's more. You think that's it? No, there's actually more. <laughs> so let me move on here. The uh, let's see. They they gave the guy a bath uh, to try to I guess to I guess as he was dying that he was in a bath. Maybe kind of like you know when people had cut to, their wrists for the blood. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So the cannibal guy was reading a Star Trek book, and uh, he went to back check in every 15 minutes on our victim uh, as he was bleeding to death in the bath. However, <laughs> the guy got out of the bath and collapsed, and then the cannibal claims that he dragged him upstairs, and uh, let's see what he did here. I got a lot of notes. He eventually just stabbed him in the throat. Which he finally, that was, that was it. <laughs> like I've had like, enough. You yeah. know, dude, I really want to go to sleep. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah, you're not dying quick enough for me. I, I think, um, not to stop you, but I, I no, think the, the, all the pills and stuff may have uh, 
thinned his blood or whatever, um, prevented him from bleeding out as fast as he should have. Because I think when you get your penis cut off, um, I think it, I think it bleeds a lot and fast. I would think so. That's my guess. I think I think John Wayne Bobbitt had to really hurry to get to the the hospital. Um, yeah, anyway, when you just pass out take. like instantly. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. yeah. So so get this. So yeah, he just stabbed him in the throat. He went Michael Myers on him. He's like, shut up. Stop moaning around here. I'm just going to kill you. And then he put his body on a meat hook. Okay. And the incident was recorded on a four-hour videotape. So he ate the corpse over the next 10 months, storing body parts in his freezer under pizza boxes and consuming up to 44 pounds of the flesh. According to prosecutors, this man committed the act for sexual pleasure. He was arrested in December 2002 when a college student alerted authorities to new advertisements for victims online. Investigators searched his home and found body parts and the videotape of the killing. In January 2004, the cannibal guy, his name is Miwez or whatever, was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to eight years in prison. And the case has attracted considerable media attention. Just manslaughter, huh? Is it because the other guy was willing? I guess and because how, it was in Europe. They got like really lax laws over there. You're allowed to get away with whatever you want. Yeah, because I mean, how would they, how could they prove that the guy was willing? I mean, I guess if they have internet activity of him answering like emails and stuff of him answering and they have video footage and stuff too. I'm right, sure, to right. Corroborate only, the fact. Only eight years. Yeah, that's. Uh, he ate somebody. That's pretty crazy. You know, I, I do know that penis. like. <laughs> this guy ate, I, I, ate a penis. <laughs> well, he did say it was a sexual gratification thing, and and I do, and I'm not even joking about this. Um, they do say that, like, I mean, think about it as a cannibal. Like, how would you know you like the taste of meat or, or of, of human meat, and why would you ever want to try it? I think there's like a um, there is a sexual gratification thing that goes along with cannibalism, and I think that that's the reason they do that they do. And I think when they're eating it, um. I think they, you know, for lack of ter- uh, terminology, a better term, they get off on, you know, the fact that they're doing it, something sexual. You know, some people are messed up, dude. And like, those are like the things that get them off. And it's like crazy like that. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, well, that's why they started with the penis. He probably convinced them too. I was you know, just going like, to, dude, we should start yes. with the penis. You won't, you, it won't hurt that bad. I was just going <laughs> to say that too. Cause he, he ate 44 pounds of the rest of the body, but they started with the dick. Yeah, yeah, because that's like, you know, well, I don't want that turning blue and being gross after I kill you and eat something else. I want to start with that because I really want to do other things to that, but I'd have to kill you. (laughs) Do you think they ate the balls? I, I, you know, probably. I know that like, uh, is it um, bull testicles or that's the delicacy? What is it? Rocky Mountain oysters or whatever? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess. I've. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he doesn't like to waste anything. I mean, he only ate like 40-something pounds, though, so... Yeah. I mean, that that's probably like all the best stuff, you know, all the good, like, red meat stuff. I, I don't know. I've never had human. Paul, let's get real. Okay. Would you eat balls, human balls? <laughs> I wouldn't even eat fucking... Sorry. Uh, you can bleep that. I, I wouldn't... Curse. I'm trying to be good with my... I'm trying to be good with my cursing. I, I wouldn't even eat the, the bull testicles. <laughs> I just wanted to ask that question. Let's get real. <laughs> let's get real let's get Although, real if somebody gave me a choice and they were like you've got to eat these two bull testicles or you have to beat these two human testicles i would take the human testicles 
You would eat the human Because I could probably really. just swallow them whole. It'd be like a big <laughs> grape or something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, give me a shot of Jaeger and I'll just Ooh. like chomp it real quick and, and chase it with Jaeger. <laughs> You're a cannibal, Paul. No, I mean, listen, I'm gunned to my head, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets revealed again. There you go. All right, let's 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 get away from penises here. Let's move on. You ready? Yeah. These are awesome. All right, this is Adolf Frederick. Not to be confused with are Adolf Are you sure Hitler. this isn't the German one? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Adolf Frederick! <laughs> During 1771! I have to be real aggressive. Would you Would you eat my penis? Nein! <laughs> <laughs> Nein! Mein Freezer! All right. <laughs> During 1771, the king of Sweden, Adolf Frederick, died because of digestion problems as he was not able to digest the meal comprising of lobster, sauerkraut, caviar, smoked herring, herring, and champagne topped off with 14 servings of his favorite dessert, hetvag, which is a traditional sweet roll made in various forms in Scandinavia, served with a bowl of hot milk. He is remembered as the king who ate himself to death. He probably had a shellfish allergy, was lactose intolerant, <laughs> and was a diabetic. That's going to be my guess. Because all of those things that he ate together... Well, it's 14 servings of a dessert alone. Would <laughs> 14 servings? Yeah. Come on, of course he ate himself to death. Yeah, he probably... Yeah, he probably he probably choked or something. Can't you like maybe suffocate or something? You eat that much food and like, but doesn't your body expel? And when you overeat, it makes you throw up, right? right like when you just there was that movie out, seven yeah. where the seven deadly sins and they, they found that one guy that had like, they forced, forced him by gunpoint to eat himself to death. And there was the bucket next to the, um, next to the table that he could throw up in when he got too full, but then they just make him eat some more. So like, I guess he could have eaten himself to death. Maybe he had um, too much fish. Maybe there was some something wrong with the fish. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> One of the most popular gifs on the internet. And it's like the ever. only thing I remember from that movie, too. Um, <laughs> this all so long ago. No, he had lobster, sauerkraut, caviar, smoked herring, champagne, and then that traditional sweet roll which by the way i've been to scandinavia in sweden and norway and i've had that sweet roll it's actually quite delicious is it a large portion or a small portion because he had 14 servings i would say it's like you know the size of any Brownie? normal like dinner roll kind of thing okay yeah 14 like a servings. sticky bun it's yeah. it's kind of similar to that because it's at least the one that i had was like a soft bread kind of like the size of a donut but not hollow and okay it uh it had like like a light layer of like a sugary kind of thing on the outside. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. Uh we'll banging. eat 14 of those. Um, <laughs> 14. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's like three loaves of bread. And, and it's not even thin bread. It's like it's, you know, it's a roll. It's, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I guess he did. Yeah, I guess you could eat yourself to death. That's You know what are you going to do? This is one of my favorite ones. Get ready for this one. Okay. Philip Quinn, 24 years old, was found dead in his trailer, uh, found by his parents. I'm already laughing. The man placed a lava lamp on a hot stovetop and was killed when it exploded and a shard of glass went into his heart. 
Of course it did. Why on earth he was heating a lava lamp on the stove, we don't know, a police spokesman said. After the lamp exploded, Quinn apparently stumbled into his bedroom where he died. Police found no evidence of drug or alcohol use. Well, he obviously broke the light part of it. You know what I mean? Like oh, the base baby. part where the yeah. light goes. That's broken and he him he probably wanted to see it work and he put it on the stove. You know a lamp doesn't like um it doesn't <laughs> that's why it takes so long for lava lamps to get like liquidy is it's such a low heat. This guy put this thing on there. It's got a there's a fucking bottle cap on the top of those if you There was like it was boiling. I bet you it boiled and it was just like I've, I'm not having any of this and boom. Boom. I've got Shards. two lava lights right next to me. Yes, I know you've said that you have them in the studio. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it takes a while for those to get going because it's, you know, it's like five watts. Oh, yeah. It takes like two hours. Yeah. 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 I love that. This guy put it on a stove, even on low. That's like 40, like 400 times the the heat that a a light bulb is going to put off. You know, that is such a pitiful way to go out. I mean, that is so sad. Like, what do they say at like the funeral? Like. You can't actually say it, right? You just be like, "Unfortunate." It'd be like, "Did he commit suicide?" I'd just be like, "Yes, he did." Like, because I wouldn't want to say what actually happened. <laughs> yeah, it's too embarrassing to say he was like death by lava lamp explosion. Yeah, yeah like yeah. suicide is saving face. You can't actually say what really happened. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with suicide and not stupidity. Yeah. yeah. Roger Miro told a neighbor in his apartment complex that he may have dropped his phone down a garbage chute. Uh oh. Miro asked for a key to the trash room to the lower level parking garage around. I see where this is going. Exactly. Around three and a (laughs) half hours later, police got a call from Miro's wife saying that he was missing. The woman said she last spoke with her husband by phone as she left work telling him she was going out with her friends. She got back to the apartment later that night, but couldn't find her husband. After talking to neighbors, officers searched the parking garage and the trash room where they discovered a lock had been removed from the door. They saw a ladder propped up alongside the trash compactor and Miro's body inside it. An autopsy an autopsy determined that Miro died of crushing injuries caused by the compactor, according to the medical examiner's office. Whew. Whew. Well, he's an idiot. Um, yeah, I mean, he might, this, this, he probably doesn't know where that thing goes. He, he must've, obviously he's been to water parks. Um, and he thought, you know what? I'll just, this is just like the big red slide. So I'm just going to hop in here and I'll just follow it to the end and I'll get my phone. And when it got down to the bottom, he realized there's no way out of here because it's, it goes right into an, an enclosed container because people will get in there, homeless people, all that shit. And he died. He got comp- he got compacted. What an idiot! Yeah, he put he got he went up a ladder to get up inside of it. I'm sure the thing is is he thought that it was just like a dumpster or something, and he could jump in it, find exactly. whatever he was looking for, and then pull himself. I don't. I mean, if he had to get a ladder to get inside of it, it sounds kind of deep. But- well, it's so kids can't get into it on accident. So or by accident, sorry. Um, that's that's why it's he must have had to. It's probably high enough where. You can like an, an a full size person, an adult can open the door and put the trash in, but probably I don't know. It, did it say how old he was? Uh, no, actually, it doesn't. Maybe if he was like an older guy, like maybe he was sixty something, and he wasn't his climbing skills weren't so good, so maybe he just had like a little step ladder or okay, something that, that he put sense. up there, yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, to yeah. get his upper body up uh, closer to the hole. 
And I'm sure he and, didn't uh, think that it was automatic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, probably, he didn't think that, like, there would be a, a sensor in there that would trigger it. Oh, so you're saying, yeah, so when, like, when something hits down there, the, the compactor just does its thing and compresses. Yeah, a lot. I've heard a lot of them are that way. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I've I really never seen yeah. one. I have no experience with this, but I, I've, I'm where where I live. It's like there's dumpsters or there's drag it out to the curb. I've I've never seen one of those. Um, yeah, it's big city stuff. Yeah, I mean, I had one apartment where you could do that, but it was a really small shoot. It was just for like I would say maybe like a small trash bag from your kitchen. Exactly, like not like yeah. one of the giant like huge black bags you can get, like but a small you know the the regular. I guess. The little medium size ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that say like kitchen. Yeah, trash thirteen bags. gallon. Yep. Yeah, like that's about as big as you could get. So I mean, what does it say? He dropped dropped his phone down the garbage chute. He probably had it in his hand when he went to throw down. Yeah, he had the bag in his food. hand. He yeah. had it. In, he had the phone in his hand too. And when he let it go, he accidentally let the phone go too. And you know, off he went. <laughs> gotta gotta go get, get the it. phone. <laughs> I can't. you know i was just gonna go poop too and i lost my phone i'm going after it <laughs> i hear someone's calling me i gotta get it yeah <laughs> jumps in clicks on the sensor boom oh man all right here's another one here's another one david lunt you heard about this guy you read about this guy Never. Never. Name sounds familiar. <laughs> all right so in 1877 this incident took place in Deadwood, South Dakota. A person spooky. Sp- spooky. Get out of here, Smash. <laughs> a person named Tom Smith entered a saloon with a handgun and said that if anybody moved, he would shoot them. A friend of David Lunt grabbed Smith and tried to disarm him. During the course of the struggle, the gun was fired and the bullet hit David Lunt in the forehead. Astonishingly, David survived the incident. He went on doing his everyday routine, as he always had, and after a period of 67 days, he suddenly felt a terrible headache and died. The autopsy report says that David died due to the gunshot, as he had no other injuries, but nobody could determine the reason as to how he survived for such a long period after the incident. Your thoughts? This story sounds familiar to me. But I think I'm confusing it with another guy that got shot in the head, and the bullet didn't quite get through his skull, but they couldn't get it out because it was like it was a long, long time ago, like in the 1800s, and so he just lived with it in his head. So I think I'm confusing it with that. So did the bullet? Did it say? I mean, I just heard you say it, but did it go? It went into his head, but like, yeah, was there a hole? Was there blood coming out? Like, I don't. It didn't get that specific. I wonder if it went into a part of his brain. Um, he went to the local, you know, doctor or whatever. And of course, medical technology back then was not as advanced as it is now. So is eighteen seventy seven. Yeah, so they just patched it up the best they could, and you know, he just lived about as long as his body could take it. Right. Like, I, it, it, it had to be the gunshot wound, unless he was like forty two, and that's like about as long as people lived back then anyway. So he just died of old age. I mean, I don't know. Other than that, <laughs> you, you would, know what I mean? You would like, think that the, uh, like, maybe his body, like, it was lodged in his head or something, and the, eventually the body, like, rejected it and just, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll bet you, excuse me, I'll bet it went into his brain, and it was probably lead, 
based uh, bullet was back then. That's what they used. And um, I'll bet he died of lead poisoning. That's going to be my guess. I like I like trying to debunk these and try and figure out what actually happened. Yeah, I bet he died of lead poisoning. Nice. It's like we're because if he made it, would you say it was like sixty-seven days or something like 67 that? Sixty-seven days. This homeboy. Sixty-seven days is a long time to live with a bullet hole. So I'd say, like, if you even made it past two days after that, with with that in your head, you were fine from the actual injury. Um, I, I say died of lead poisoning, and they just didn't know about that back then. Yeah, I think that's a really good conclusion. I like that. Yeah, you would think after two beers I wouldn't be able to come up with that. Oh, and a very nice 1996 wine that my wife opened early for di- earlier for dinner. Going Beautiful wine on us, Polly? Wine? I, I had once. I had one small taste. My wife's a wine connoisseur, and this was a you know it's twenty two bottle, twenty two year old bottle. Going classy on us. I can't I can't pass that up? But yeah, no, I'd say lead poisoning. Lead poisoning all the way. Hi, Kate. Mm. She's uh, she's gone right now, but I will tell her. I will tell her you said hi. Oh, good. Very good. I also want you to tell her about Denver Lee St. Clair. Okay. Now, make sure you let her know this. This was an Oklahoma man who killed his stepfather after delivering an atomic wedgie. (laughs) (laughs) You know what an atomic wedgie is, right? Yeah, of course. It's where the band goes up over your head, right? Is that what it is? It's such a severe wedgie. It's called an atomic wedgie. I love the name. I think I've heard this one before. I swear to God, I think I've heard of a guy dying from an atomic wedgie. This is so (laughs) absurd. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison for this. So his name was Brad Davis. He was 35. He pled guilty to manslaughter in a deal with the prosecutors after his 58-year-old stepdad was found dead at their home in December 2013. It's not that long ago. Davis, a former Marine, pulled Denver St. Clair's underwear over his head during a fight, <laughs> but the band got wrapped around his neck and strangled him. So you were correct right there. Oh. You're really good at wow, diagnosing yeah. these. <laughs> yeah, because you know what happened is he put it over his head. The band separated from the rest of the fabric. The yeah. rest of the fabric went behind the head, but the band was still on his neck, and he and it pulled it down and choked him to death. It's a hell of a wedge. This is underwear. <laughs> so absurd. Could you imagine how embarrassing it is? It would be to look what, what that guy would look like when he was dying. Yes, and like when the like police or ever show up, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> look at yourself. <laughs> look at this. Can you believe this? Poor so, guy." David, I know, right? But I'm so sorry he died. I'm terrible. Um, Disclaimer, sorry. Uh, David (laughs) did not intend to kill St. Clair, who had bullied him throughout his life and had uh, instigated the fight by insulting his mom. Yeah, you don't do that. No, that's, I mean, you know what? If if you insult my mom, you're you're dying by atomic wedgie. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Or what about like a a nuclear uh, noogie? (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't need Is it like I'm, your elbow? I made it up. You you go so hard on the person's head. You go <laughs> with your hand. It, it heats up fission and explodes. <laughs> like you, it's like you're starting fire with two pieces. It's like with a yes. stick with your hands when you're rolling it. It's oh, you your head's going to catch on fire. <laughs> Smoke oh. starts pouring off the top of their head. We got to start that. That's a good. We got to get that passed around. <laughs> So the judge also found it quite disturbing that Davis took his cell phone out and took pictures of St. Clair as the man was unconscious and in clear distress. That's not cool. Yeah, I think that's the linchpin. Like, Yeah, I think you're right. 
it's one thing to get into a fight and get crazy, um, but at this point, you saw the man was clearly suffering, unconscious, and you took pictures of it. So you could have saved him at that point. Yeah, it, that's that was the the determining factor in his sentence. Because if, if at that point he had decided to call for help, they might believe the fact that it was like, I was just trying to give him an atomic wedgie. I wasn't trying to kill him. But then, you know, <laughs> he's on the ground him. and... <laughs> he's uh you know he's on the ground obviously choking to death and he's taking photos it's like well you're not you, you can see that he's hurt now it's an atomic wedgie is not supposed to hurt no <laughs> it's supposed to be a friendly joke and anytime you take <laughs> pictures of a crime or something like that you're like you're 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 basically digging your own grave like i mean you're asking for it like yeah you can't just be like oh no like i walked into the bedroom and i found the underwear wrapped around his head like you can't <laughs> like it's yeah <laughs> I think he gave himself the atomic wedgie. Exactly. He was committing atomic wedgie suicide. <laughs> Who the hell would do that? Oh, man. That's probably my favorite one. Oh, all right. This one, This one. I think, I don't know if you've heard this one. Let's, tell, me, tell me if you've heard about this one. This is uh, Pen Fang. Chef Pen Fang uh, of China cut off the head of a spitting cobra. I guess that's different than a regular cobra. I'm not familiar with this spitting cobra. Are you? Yeah, I don't. All I know is like the king cobra, the one that you can, you know, blow the the little flute thingy and it comes out of the basket. Yeah, this one's disrespectful as hell. It spits right at you. I guess the spitting cobra. I guess. So he cut off the head of the spitting cobra, and he was preparing to dice its body for a soup. Gonna make some Campbell soup. But twenty minutes later, as Pang was tossing the head into the trash, the head was still functioning. That's when the venomous creature bit the chef who died before anti-venom could be provided. Uh, some people in the restaurant, the guests, could say that they could hear screams coming from the kitchen. The bite resulted in paralysis and asphyxiation, if I could say that correctly. Yeah, uh, you did. Now, reptiles can usually function for up to an hour, uh, even after being decapitated. Now, this is coming from uh, some sort of... Rhino reptile specialist or something, some zoologist said, by the time a snake has lost its head, it's effectively dead as basic body functions have ceased. However, there is still some reflective action. It means that the snake does have the capability of biting and ejecting venom even after the head has been completely severed from the rest of the body. That's wild. Yeah, well, there's still nerves, uh, much like a chicken when you cut its head its head off and it still runs around. The body still runs around, run, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. runs around, which I've actually witnessed in 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 person. Uh, my what? father raised chickens, and I actually helped chop the heads off and watch them run around. Really, you've um, done this yourself? I have done the chicken thing. Yeah. Wow, my grandma. And then you used put to them in boiling water, and then you, their feathers come off easier after you've thrown them in boiling water and you defeather them real quick. Wait, they're still alive when you throw them in the boiling water? The bodies, uh, well, no, you let it run around until it like, falls down. I know. I was just trying to make um, you sound even more sick and twisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. When it's running around, I kick it like a soccer ball, and then I pick it up and throw it in there. No, but like the, <laughs> but all all things have, you know, they've said that like, uh, you know, even like decapitated humans and stuff will like certain things, you know, there's still nerves like there's energy still left in the in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think same with the, the cobra. And of course, the the venom sacs and the glands are still in the like the mouth. They're like under the underside of the jaw in the snake. Mm-hmm. So there's still venom in the head. Yeah, it's um, not like it's so gone it, bad in 20 minutes. 
Yeah, but the only thing that like gets me is like it can't lunge. It doesn't have a body anymore, so it's not like striking like it's throwing its head and like striking with the teeth like it does. You know when they open their mouth and they throw their body at you. It yeah, can't do that anymore because it's just a head. That's so a good like point. what do you do? What do you do? Just like hold his hand in front of the or wherever it bit him. Like, what is this? I don't I don't you know what? And I'm going to I'm going to mention something when we get to the end of this. But this one, I I smell fish on this one. Do you? I do. Yes. Fish. So he chopped off the head like and if the fangs were open, you wouldn't grab it from like inside the mouth. No, to, like throw it away. And you would have to like you'd have to literally put whatever part of where did it bite him? I'm assuming his hand. I don't know where else. All right. So he'd have to put his hand in the snake's mouth because it can't (laughs) lunge at him. But who would do that? I don't understand why you wouldn't put your hand around the whole snake's head and toss it. That's why I smell fish. That's why I smell fish. You'll have to look it up. His name is Pen Fan. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, we will. I smell a a rat. This next one is Lottie um, Michelle Bell, I think is how you say her name. And two. Oh, man. In 2016, I know. In 2016, <laughs> Lottie Michelle Bell Belk. I'm sorry, man. Some typos here. Whoever did my notes smashed it. A terrible job. Uh, she was celebrating Phil? her. <laughs> she was celebrating her 55th birthday, and she died after an umbrella was launched into a projectile in a, on a windy day at Virginia Beach. I totally believe this. This is a thing. That's I've sucks. seen videos. I've seen videos, dude. And there's actually been last summer there was um there were some disclaimers out there I saw that that were saying like, you know, watch what you're doing with umbrellas. There's uh there's been a lot of wind gusts grabbing umbrellas and launching them projectile style on the beaches. Uh so yeah, I I can see that. And I think it's an epidemic I think the reason, these days. Yeah, I think it's, you know, <laughs> look out. The wind, son of a bitch. <laughs> the wind. <laughs> but that's got to suck. Yeah. I mean, I we've I think we've all been to the beach and seen an umbrella fly by. I don't people here don't use umbrellas on the beach. Ooh, we do here in we Jersey. We have like such limited sun. Like n- people are like I'm not blocking that shit. It's only here for like 2 months. There's no way I'm going to cut that out. Oh no. <laughs> there's I've you, there's I mean I don't always bring an umbrella when I go to the beach. I'd say mm Half the time I do, half the time I don't, but you can get severely sunburned if you're out there all day. It's nice to take like yeah, a little break and go under there, have we, some lunch or something for a couple of minutes just to get out of the blasting sun. Yeah, no, for sure. No, there are umbrellas here, but it's not like a huge thing. Um, I, I I mean, I've seen them a few times, but I think uh, our beaches, I mean, it's not on the ocean. It's a lake. So like not oh, too yeah, far off the sand or trees, you can get out. You can get out of the sun. So they're not really super popular here. But I did hear about that. And I've seen videos on YouTube and on the Internet of like umbrellas being like pulled out of the sand mm-hmm. by the wind and launched oh, yeah. through the air like javelins, you know. So, yeah, for sure. One yeah. time on the beach, I definitely remember an umbrella blowing into like the group that I was in and we like caught it. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it definitely happens. So they recommend that you set your umbrella 18 to 24 inches deep in the sand. Now, you should also tilt the umbrella toward the wind to help prevent gusts from lifting it. Yes. And the best advice, if it's windy, do not set an umbrella up. Now, these are this is a special PSA here from Phil Interrupted. <laughs> Here's the list of common sense things that you should check off. Yeah, I love that they yeah. gave the the checklist of bullet points to help you so you don't get killed in this article that I pulled the woman dying from. Well, that's today, you know, Phil. Like today, the 
the younger generation coming up needs these helpful hints, um, you know, to make up for, (laughs) I'm I'm not even going to finish that statement, (laughs) but like a lot of helpful hints are needed these days to help people be safe. Millennials. You know, when, (laughs) when I, uh, when I put the umbrella in, I will, I'll put it in as like, I'll first, I'll dig a little bit of a hole you know, to get it started. And then you push it down in there. You got to keep twisting and kind of like a screwing motion. Yeah. Yeah, You got to get that shit down in there. You get real far down in there. And then what I also like to do is then I will one hand. I will, I will build up around it, um, with my Mr. Ed dildo and I'll put some, (laughs) some extra sand around it and make like a big mound around it. Like another, like, I don't know how high I go, like maybe another foot or so high, like up, above the regular like level of sand uh, and uh so it's like extra high so you have even more support that's how i always do it and i've never had these issues yeah that's like um it's funny because i was watching this how to grow marijuana video today on youtube and And why were you doing that well it, it just became legal in vermont and you can grow two plants in your house i have not done it and i probably won't but i was watching these videos and uh this one plant was to too um it was too long and thin and it was falling over and one of the recommendations was to build up soil around the base yeah just like an umbrella at the beach yeah add so, support guys if you're gonna grow marijuana and just think of phil's tip of building a mound around the base of the umbrella and that works with plants too yeah it keeps her steady yes and those high winds won't blow over your your weed exactly i mean your umbrella it's, I think these go perfectly together. <laughs> they should have included that in the tips. <laughs> All right. What's now, next? Ne- next one is Ray Chapman. So glad you asked. Now, Raymond Johnson Chapman was an American baseball player during the 1910s and 1920s. Can I guess this one? <clears throat> yeah, go for it. He took a certain kind of pitch to the temple and died. I believe that's correct. So the pitcher, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. spit on the ball. And when he spit on the ball, it put a certain curve on it. And it hit this guy in the temple and he died at the hospital. Uh, it, I don't I guess he was at the hospital. But yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. He was hit in the head by a pitch and died 12 hours later. He remains the yes. only Major League Baseball player to have died from an injury received during a Major League Baseball game. His, and this, because this, of this, his death okay, led to Major League Baseball establishing a rule requiring umpires Helmets. to replace the ball whenever it became dirty. Ooh. Yes, because they can scuff it up too. Exactly. Scuffing it up on the in the dirt made it move a certain way. And yes, his death was also the uh, the incident that instituted the. Oh, wait, no. It was after, it was much later than that, but um, no, eventually... No, the helmets, the helmets, you're saying, The helmets, right? batter helmets were required at some point after that. I don't know if it was him, but... Chapman's death was also one of the examples used to emphasize the need for wearing batting helmets, although the yes. rule was yeah. not adopted until over 30 years later. Yeah, it was 30 years later, that's Dude, what it give was. give yourself yeah. a round of applause. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. You died. That show I was telling you about. Figure it out. Yes. That show I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First episode that was in it. Oh, was it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you could tell people. Give them them the background. Was it the unusual death show? Something like that? Oh, God. I don't even remember. It was like uh, Strange and Unusual Deaths on Netflix. Uh, Phil told me he was going to be doing this show. Um, So I knew that that show was on Netflix. So I gave the first 
couple episodes of watch and that was one of the that was one of the things I, I guarantee you some other ones are on here like the gary hoy the guy who fell out of the toronto building i guarantee you that's somewhere on oh, there probably show. in much later episodes a lot of these in fact we're probably saving me a lot of time by doing this show yeah i know right? i won't have to sit there and watch now <laughs> i guarantee you the atomic wedgies on there <laughs> It probably is. I mean, how many strange and unusual deaths are there out there, really? Uh, I mean, I don't even have the energy to laugh. I don't even have the energy. I know, right? You could go on forever. I don't even have the energy to laugh hard at that anymore. When I was when I was writing that one down after reading the internet, I was I was literally in tears laughing. Again, I'm so sorry that guy died that way, but dude, I mean, he was murdered essentially. But God, an atomic wedgie is just absolutely ridiculous. I'd heard about atomic wedgies when I was a, became a freshman in high school, and I I was deathly afraid of them. And now I know why I was deathly afraid of them because deathly, they can cause death. Deathly afraid. <laughs> I know, mom, dad. <laughs> I could get an atomic wedgie oh. and die. <laughs> Go to school. You're not sick. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. Ah, uh, all right. Jim Creighton. Jim Creighton was considered by historians to be the first superstar in American baseball. Jim Creighton died as he suffered from a ruptured abdominal hernia while hitting a home run. He swung his baseball bat so hard that he (laughs) injured himself and ruptured his bladder, which helped cause the internal injury. The incident took place in 1862, and he died four days later of his injuries. I'm sorry to laugh. First of all, I shouldn't have laughed at that. (laughs) He obviously swung the bat a little hard. It went around the back, hit him in the freaking side, caused a little damage. Um, Do you think that's what happened? You know, it sounds to me in the... What's that? Do you think the, the bat actually hit him? Yeah, I think he swung... In the, he's swinging a miss, right? And then it just like... No! Went. He, he hit a home run! Oh, <laughs> okay. So swing, hit a home run, and then the bat keeps going and hits him in the... He, he hit himself with it, right? I don't... It doesn't actually say that. It just says he suffered from a oh. ruptured abdominal hernia while hitting a home run. Oh, okay, okay. I guess I just quickly assumed that like he hit himself with the bat. It makes complete sense that he would, like, the bat would continue around the rotation and hit himself somehow. But I like to think of it just that he hit the ball so fucking hard that that... He blew his bladder. (laughs) Internal (laughs) organs exploded upon impact of hitting the ball. The centrifugal force, like, the force of the ball hitting the (laughs) bat, like... Went down his. It went down the bat into his arms and just like shattered all of his organs instantly. That ball must have went to Jupiter. That thing must have went so freaking far. This guy just his internal organs just oozed out from the sheer force generated from this blasting home run. If there's one thing we can learn about the 1800s, it's that baseball was fucking dangerous. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, we think football's helmet, bad. Put on a damn helmet, <laughs> don't be spitting on the ball, and don't you dare swing hard. <laughs> that is great. All right, I got one more for you. Ready? Yes, let's have it. Let's do it. All right. Nelson Rockefeller. Nelson Rockefeller had a successful career. He was the vice president under President Ford. I did not know that, did you? No, I didn't. And he was also one of the Rockefellers, who at one point in time were the wealthiest family in America. Now, Nelson had been having a naughty affair with his aide, and during one of their naughty moments, 
Right in the middle of it, in fact, Nelson suffered a heart attack. Now, that sucks. That's happened many times before, I would assume, in the course of history. So that's not all that surprising, I suppose. However, his mistress was petrified about the consequences and the political repercussions that would follow. So she failed to call an ambulance for over an hour. Instead, she called a friend, and they set up a weekend at Bernie's style death. Moving Nelson's body into his office and placing him at a desk in front of a book he was in the middle of writing, which detailed his art collection. Any thoughts, concerns? He just died during sex? That's it? <laughs> he died during sex, but what... I, I mean, I thought it was funny. I love that they set him up in a the weekend, weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. They <laughs> picked him up and moved him around. Well, all right. That's cool. I mean, but it's not a strange and unusual death. It's a very common um, exactly. death. He had a heart problem, obviously. He had a heart condition. Yeah. Um, but like... I wish you could put him on a boat. Parts, but the interesting part is they're like, well, well, I don't want to get in trouble. Do you want to get in trouble? No. So they set that up. And then in 1987... Someone got famous <laughs> off of their idea because they, this has obviously been out there for a while. And somebody was like, dude, you can just, you know, if somebody dies, you can just pretend he's not dead by making him look like he's alive or whatever. And uh, they made Weekend at Bernie's and they got the idea from this story, which is awesome. They had a huge <laughs> beach house party. They invited everybody. They just moved yeah. his body and head around. Yeah, he was writing his book. There's like strings attached that are making his hand go like he's writing. About his art collection. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Do you remember that movie Weekend at Bernie's? I honestly don't remember it too well. I watched it when the, um, I don't know, maybe 90, 91. And um, I don't remember much, to be honest. I don't think it was that great. It was what, Andrew McCarthy and... Um, somebody else i want to say silverman other... but i don't think that's right yeah jonathan know. silverman is that yeah, it you got it yeah jonathan silverman he was actually in silver spoons too i think see now those kind of movies are like mm. not I'm silver not... spoons not silver spoons he was in give me a break with nell carter and um give me joey break. lawrence whoa <laughs> <laughs> yes i love that guy i really don't but mm-hmm. the only thing i know about him is the whoa whoa yeah no he was uh his younger a younger version of himself was in a show called Give Me a Break in the um, late 80s. And uh, Jonathan Silverman was in that show. And I think through that show, he got Weekend at Bernie's. Was that with the, was it a black lady who's the lead character? And she, yeah, sang, she sang the theme song. She like, sang Give the theme song, break. yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. I sure do need one. In fact, in that one episode of Breaking Bad, a check where you did 80s theme songs. Derek didn't get that one. No, he didn't know Sorry, that one. Sorry, Derek. That is like, <laughs> I feel like that show really slips through the cracks. Yeah, it does. I used to watch it. Um, People talk it was, about those, you know, 80s. Is it late? It was 80s, right? Late 80s? Yeah, it was like 88, somewhere around there. It was like between 86 and 88. It had like a three-year run. It was one of those like, it was, you know what it was? If you're looking at show quality, I would lump it into the same quality as Alf. It was I like totally Alf agree. quality. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a break. Doesn't. And get in fact, credit. I think they shot it. I think Alf was shot in the same house, in the same set as. Uh, Give me a break. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, seriously. I, I, you know what? I'm making that up. But if you go look it up, I, I, I'm willing to bet like twenty bucks that up. That might be true. Because <laughs> they did use the Cosby Show used the used different strokes um, set. Really? That's awesome. That show different strokes. Yeah. God, now I have that song with, and I only know the one like "Give me a break." Give me a break. Ooh. And that's like the that's like the end of the song too. Yeah. Give me a break. 
<laughs> I didn't think anybody so remembered that show. I definitely remember that. That is <laughs> such a strange thought. We instantly got on nostalgic TV from uh, we- but Weekend at Bernie's like those kind of like I'm not a big comedy guy. Like I really don't watch a lot of comedies. It's not it's not really my thing. But me neither. I really do enjoy like a bad slapstick comedy kind of thing. Yeah, I miss them. They're they're different. They're like back in the day when it was like the Naked Gun and stuff. They're not oh like that God, anymore. Oh my god, so that slapstick. There's really no slapstick anymore. I mean, like the closest thing that I could think to slapstick um, in modern times is the movie MacGruber. And if you haven't seen yes. MacGruber, you MacGruber's have to great. See yeah, MacGruber's awesome. Anybody out there, you got to check that movie out. It's so funny. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's really good. That does remind me of of one of those like late 80s or like early mid 90s like cheesy comedies but dude i love those movies that just throw jokes at you like every 20 seconds and you don't see them all until you watch it like a few more times and you notice yeah. things like each time you're you like i didn't take see that it all in because you're laughing when something happens and you're yes. like oh shit i missed another thing <laughs> rapid fire jokes left and right slapstick buddy slapstick and i don't think weekend and bernie's is exactly like a slapstick comedy but it's along no. the line of those like cheesy uh 80s 90s comedies which uh, some of them oh man like i said i don't it's not really my genre but every once in a while one of those is so good for like a hearty laugh like it like sets you straight yeah didn't they like at one point those two guys didn't they like tie bernie's legs to like their their inside legs, they yes. walked in like three like they were like walking with him. They yes. put the, his arms around them. He was in the middle. Who the hell would do that? <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't that guy start to stink after a while? Oh, for like, sure. I, I, they, they even probably touched... addressed that in the movie. I just don't did remember. They... <laughs> I don't remember. I have to watch the movie again to see if they address the smell. Because from what I hear, a dead body after like two hours, it's like um, your liver starts to rot. Um, that fast? When my when my father passed away, um, I was in the room like afterwards, and like I went near him, kind of, and I was like, "Oh my god, what's that smell?" And my niece was like, "Oh, you smell that too?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "The nurse said that was his um his like organs shutting down." So like mm-hmm. when you die, like even before you start to reek, like there's smells from the inside of your organs, like before you smell like a, a you know a cadaver. <laughs> so like. They, they, like gases they, and stuff like being released yeah there's or like gas like things come out and like there's no way those guys could have even <laughs> nobody <laughs> so unbelievable it's so <laughs> unbelievable i think I, I think there's a scene where they're like on like a speedboat or something and he's like flopping all around yeah. and like they use like <laughs> no uh, he, they put him up in like one of those umbrella things that fly <laughs> in the back of the parachute things <laughs> yeah. oh my god he's flying around up there I gotta watch that movie. I'm downloading that shit as soon as we hang up the phone. <laughs> I know. I want to see it now too because I think there's parts too where they clearly use like a dummy because the legs are like bending back in the wrong oh, direction. Yeah. Like it's that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. Oh, like they bend at the knee in the wrong way. Like yes. the way it can't bend. I love. <laughs> I, I. You know what? I'm not a comedy guy, but anytime they like quickly replace an actual human with a dummy, real quick. <laughs> I I crack up because it's so obviously fake that it's funny. That's the funny part. It's not funny what's happening. The funny part is Agreed. like, oh my god, that was just a human. And you could see the cut, and then it was a dummy, and then Agreed. boom, it was a human again. Yeah. yeah, I love movies that have no shame too. I love stuff like that. I think there was an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air where they were like dancing on stage. It was like it's that famous scene where it's like Will and Carlton, and there's like that song, and it's like boom, boom, boom. 
boom, boom. And then they're like dancing. It's like, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Jump and then they it. like, they Jump spin around, it. they do this thing dun, and he spins them dun, around and dun, they throw this dun. dummy out into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. It's like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, it's that famous, boom, yeah. That dance song. God, yeah. I know it and I can't <laughs> remember what it's called right now. Jump well, there's a scene where like they're dancing and then Will picks up Carlton and spins him around and then it like quickly switches to a dummy and it's a <laughs> yes, dummy flying. <laughs> and you can tell it's just a dummy. And that's the funniest part. Like that's that's what made it funny is that it's a dummy. I actually have a, a story about that. So I used to be a producer for a team called the Trenton Titans in New All Jersey right. as a minor yeah. league hockey team. And so as producer, I could play videos, music. I was in charge of all that like in-house game day production stuff. And that was actually one of the clips that I used at the beginning of a dance-off to get people up and dancing. <laughs> I used that clip and I went right into the song. So what I would do is I would start with the, the clip of them dancing to that song. And then I had it timed uh, with the music so that it would come out of that video into the <laughs> song playing, continuing, and we would start doing fan shots. So and, like it was like kind of like an intro and a fan shots. So it was just a sidebar, but I'm very stop. familiar with that video. I'm listening to you talk. But I can't stop thinking about the visual of the dummy flying through the air off the stage. I just, that's, that song, and then that these like, and then like the crowd. Of course, the fake audience laughter happens too, and it's like it's just the whole thing. It's it's the whole thing. Oh, that is classic. That is good stuff. All right, well, I'm out of debts. You know, I really hope that. Uh, that at the end of this, that neither one of us has like some horrible death someday. Oh, it's just like. Oh, yeah. By the way, like, uh, Phil was using a whalebone or like something <laughs> absurd, and I die and something horrible. And then they trace it back and hear this podcast, and they're like, well, that son of a bitch had it coming because of what he, because of that show. Son of a exactly. bitch. Exactly. You did that show, and it was all disrespectful because you were talking about throwing bodies in the air. The, uh, the, <laughs> the atomic wedgies. The atomic wedgies. That guy died in vain. Crazy noogies. The one thing I wanted to tell you that I mentioned before we even started the show is that show that I watched. I watched the first one that I saw was I, I don't remember the guy's name. It was a guy in Texas. He was a fisherman. He went down to the water to fish. They weren't biting. He had drove down on the beach with his pickup truck. He decided to take a nap and he slept. He took a nap, quote unquote, underneath his pickup truck to stay out of the elements. Ugh. And then the tide came in. And, uh, of course, quicksand effect happened, and it pinned him under his truck. He couldn't get out, and um, he drowned. Uh, now, I went and looked that up on the internet after. I looked up the guy's name, Texas, the incident, and the story that I saw was that there was a fisherman that was in Texas that had that guy's name and everything, and he was hunting for bait, and he got stuck in like quicksand um, effect sand from the tide mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he died because it was like super tide. There's like twice a month when the sun and the moon, excuse me, line up with the earth and they pull on opposite directions of, uh, you know, opposite sides of the earth, which creates a super tide. So that's how he drowned. It wasn't because he was under his truck. Like it was almost like the show put that in there. So to make you decide to watch stupid. that Netflix show, like it seems like they might add some things to, you know, add some interest, um, kind of glamorize it. Yeah, yeah, maybe well, make not it glamorize it, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, to make it not seem as lame. When you first said that, my immediate thought was, I've never in my life heard somebody say, "Oh, I better get out of the sun by going underneath my vehicle." It wasn't even sun; it was like nighttime. It was dusk because tide was coming in, 
So it was like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? But I he's like, he wanted to take a rest because they weren't biting, and it was he thought it was probably the wrong time, so he was going to wait. It was just it was kind of baloney. That's still ridiculous. Why you'd go under there? Yeah, I I still think that the guy um, with the cobra is fishy. So I would uh, check into that one, folks. I saw that one in uh, a news article too. Like you know how you look Crazy. up stuff and like there's different lists that show you, <clears throat> you know, whatever you could look up, you know, top ten real life ghost sightings or whatever. There's all sorts of stuff on the internet. And, oh, I know. And uh, yeah, so I was researching and finding different ones that I thought were interesting for us to talk about. And that one was like an actual news article, I believe. I don't remember where, but it will have to, uh, you know, have to uh, do some works. Works cited, isn't that what it's called? At the end of an essay. Yeah, I think so. If you're works cited, you check your bibliography or whatever it's called. Bib- <laughs> bibliography. Bibliography, whatever it yes. is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. You'll have to uh, double check me on that. But yeah, I think we come to an end here. I don't have any more. So I really enjoyed finally having you on the show, Polly. You've been uh, a big behind the scenes guy, a longtime friend of the show. So whew. thanks a lot for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It's good to get back on the microphones with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time. And if you guys have never heard, he just made a reference that he was on an episode of Breaking Batacheck that we did with Derek Batacheck, and that is in the archives. A on uh, what's that website called circularlogicstudios.com so you can go back and find that episode and I think we talked about paranormal things in that episode I believe we did it was a, it was a very similar show yeah I think it was like called what's out there still again or something like that the actual title of the episode so anyway I have no energy here I need to get excited here for the en- for the end of the show I can't even talk anymore Oh my god, Paul, what's going on here? You want to end the show for me, Paul? Help me out. I really got to pee, guys. Oh, all right, so that's his cue. Guys, thanks for <laughs> tuning in. You can send me an email at failinterrupted at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, or hate mail over your family member. I'm so sorry. I really meant no disrespect. Paulie, again, thanks for being here with me, and we are making moves here on Phil Interrupted, and we will catch you next time. Peace out! Oh, it so, must be so easy to just go to the bathroom for a woman. You just sit down and it all falls out. That is not the case. Um, it, it's very similar to a man. So, I'd heard about atomic wedgies when I was a, became a freshman in high school, and I, I was deathly afraid of them. And now I know why I was deathly afraid of them, because deathly, they can cause death. Deathly afraid. <laughs>